Hello, and welcome to the Kosh Podcast. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and once again, we are here for another episode. I'm super excited about who our guest is. Um, Our guest this week is a really good friend of mine, um, which is part of the reason I'm so excited, uh, is uh, Chris Tarman. Chris, how you doing over there? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm excited to be on the show. Awesome. And the Kosh is excited to have you. So, um, Chris, can you um, tell us a little something about yourself and uh, what your connection to the Kosh is? Yeah, you bet. I have a lot of connections to the Kosh. Um, Let's start back in, I guess the first one would be uh, coming to college here at UW Oshkosh back in 2001. Oh, that's my first experience. So I guess we're now pushing 20 years on that. Bruh. <laughs> 20 years? <laughs> Woo. Hey, I'm feeling that. I, you know, the sad thing is, is I can't talk about you because I got a few more years than you. <laughs> you sure you don't want to pull up when you came here? You to be Oshkosh? Uh, nah, hey, look, if, they, if people really want to know, you can, you can, you can holler at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you come to college at UW Oshkosh and you think, what am I going to do after that? And uh, I just... Hardly ever left here, so um, UW Oshkosh is my is probably my starting in Oshkosh, and then um, I picked up a job at UW Oshkosh in 2008, and I'm the captain at the police department there. Okay. So, and then uh, you know I met my wife at UW Oshkosh, and I started a business here in Oshkosh, and we lived here for uh, quite a while. So, uh, yeah. All right. Hey, you know what we got to do? Got to give a little shout out to UW Oshkosh. Uh, it is part of a lot of our lives and um, part of mine too. So you yeah, appreciate it to all to all those titans out there. We got much much love for you here on the Kosh. All right, and uh, once again, uh, I heard you share that you are law enforcement. Yep, yep, I work in law enforcement. All right, that's pretty cool, man. You know, how's things been treating you in law enforcement? You know, it's okay. I think. Uh it's been an adventure. I've been in law enforcement now for just over 15 years, and uh, it's crazy to think that it's 15 years already. There's a lot that's changed in 15 years. Yeah, a ton. A ton has changed, you know, and how do you transition and flex with that? You know, it takes a lot of resiliency to kind of grow in, in the things that transpire in this field. So Yeah. Uh, you know what? Because it is a community job, I feel like it's definitely a profession where you have to grow as the community grows, as the wind blows with, with feelings and, and, and the politics and, and, and different things about the community. Law enforcement has to take all of those things into place and work with it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, what's interesting about that is that when you police – Uh, It really, you know, people talk about community policing, right? And everybody has this this thought of what is community policing. And um, for me, community policing is really being connected to your community. It's being infused with your community. And obviously, you know, even in the last year and a half, we've seen some dismantling of that. And so we really got to stretch ourselves to figure out what are we doing here? How are we doing in law enforcement? What do we got to do to reconnect with our community members? And how do we work together? Because honestly, um, to be in law enforcement for me, it's like a privilege. It's a privilege to step into a role that everybody has the responsibility for in a community, but I actually get paid to do it. Uh, and so Ooh. to me, it's, you know, like that's a big deal. So. That's deep. That is deep. That's true. You know, everybody, everybody should have a responsible role in, in making a difference in their community. But you, your profession is the one that gets paid to do that. That that's deep. Yeah, I mean, you know, you really sit sit back and think about that for a second. Like, my income is based on something everybody has to do already. So I really got to step up and be a little bit better at it than what we would expect out of our normal community members. And uh, it's important that uh, we engage our community regularly. Otherwise, we can't accomplish what we need to do. And I think that's part of my responsibility is how do you create those connections to accomplish the end goal? So, yes. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think what, you know what? I got more questions. I'm going to lead down that line, but I think we're going to move into the first segment. You good with that? I'm good. Okay. 
first segment is called what in the world is going on with and that is where you start off the phrase what in the world is going on with and you finish it with whatever you're feeling or what's on your mind all right well i think uh what in the world is going on with substance use and i think that this thing really leans in on what we've been talking about over the last few minutes here and uh, substance use is an interesting conversation so that's where i'd like to go okay well that that's a broad topic there's a lot of substances out there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> both legal and illegal. So, so I'm super curious to know where, where you're taking us. I think it's just a whirlwind, right? Like, uh, you know, there's, there's some really low level substances. There's some really high level substances, but you know, over the last few years, especially in Winnebago County, which is where we are, uh, we've seen a, a, a rise, a very severe rise in death um, based on certain substances. And that just right. kind of, yeah, it just messes with my head. You know what I mean? Really? It did. Okay, so since you've been in law enforcement for 15 years, how what's the progression of substance uh, abuse been like? Uh, you know, where was it 15 years ago? And I don't expect you to necessarily remember exactly that. But, you know, I feel like um, when it comes to substance abuse, there's a natural progression in society. Like, it's not the same substances uh, over the course of the whole time. It seems like things come and go and transition. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, we, we talk about it all the time in law enforcement. You, you do the best you can to uh, help manage the things that are going on in the world, right? Because people have this natural attraction to fulfill some desire inside of them. You know what I mean? So a substance can be used to fill some of that. Um, what kind of substance is it? Well, it really depends on what's out there, what's available, those types of things. Right now, what, what scares me it scares me. It literally scares me as law enforcement is fentanyl. You know what I mean? And people, I don't know who they're putting it in everything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's in marijuana. It's in heroin. It's in meth. It's in, I mean, it's just, they lace everything with fentanyl. It's dangerous. All right. So I got to ask, cause you know, I, here's my thing. Like I have heard the term fentanyl, right? And I know it's super dangerous, but I don't know actually what fentanyl is i mean i know it's it's something bad yeah i mean that's probably a good place to just leave it it's something bad <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> it's it's bad and i don't know it's like I, i'm i'm not a conspiracy theory guy but i kind of wonder like why are we lacing everything with fentanyl you know what i mean like what what is the deal with that? And I mean, I, I don't know if it's to chase a stronger high or what, but you know, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Uh, if we think about, I don't know, it's probably a couple of years ago, we had a Winnebago County Sheriff's deputy who was actually en route to the, the County jail or, you know, to the Sheriff's office. And, um, he had gotten a tiny little particle of fentanyl or heroin on him mm-hmm. and it got inside of his nasal area and he was overdosing, driving his squad down the road. Whoa, bruh. That's just from being around it and, and got a trace. Yeah, tiny little particle. I mean, like, we're talking one one-hundredth of the size of a penny. You know what I mean? It's this tiny little bit thing. And uh, he, he had a good enough recognition to understand that something bad was happening, and they got him some uh, Narcan, which uh, pulled him out of that. Okay. Situation, but uh, it's just you know, it, it's just something that's interesting, and I think there's a there's a really good organization, and this if I can shout this out, I think BreakwaterWisconsin.org. Um, this is a a bunch of volunteers who are just striving to try to make a difference, and they just want to help people, educate people on how to manage substances. It's not about substance abuse; it's about how do you use substances safely. And I know, you know, substances are illegal and substances, some of them aren't illegal. But it's just if you're in that mode, how do you stay safe? You know what I mean? Okay. I, I like the shout out. Um, I think it's an important thing um, to understand it all, but I don't think we ever do. And I think that there's a large spectrum of how people feel about different substances, Right large spectrum in it so um some of it's pretty dangerous and then some of it i think we've been told it was dangerous and it may not be as dangerous as we've been told so yeah that's a that's a good point and i i think even larger than just that small conversation that we just had about it people that use substances they don't get there because they want to 
You know what I mean? And these are human beings who need our help. So yes. the, the shout out is really, you know, there's an organization out there who's looking to help, but we're all, if we go back to that initial conversation about community policing and how my job is to connect with the community to solve problems, this is one of those, you know what I mean? Like we got to work together to figure that out. And um, it just takes a different style of flexibility and understanding so that we can grow and help each other. So I love it. Love it. And uh, that community, community policing point, I can't stress um, the importance of that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, cool. Um, here's, here's where I'm at with uh, what in the world is going on with. So, uh, what in the world is going on with cell phone prices? So, Chris, you know what's up? My phone died on me. And, uh, and I mean, like I didn't do anything. This wasn't somewhere I dropped it in the water or I dropped it on the floor and it broke or anything like that. This was a situation that the night before I went to bed, it was working. And when I woke up in the morning, it was no longer working. It's got a case on it. If you really know me, I'm not really even a smartphone dude. I am an iPad guy, so uh, I don't use it the way I a lot of people use. I don't live on it, um, but it's still important to have, right? So that forced me to get out here, and, and that being said, I'm not off my two-year contract paying for this phone yet. So it forced me to get out here and start looking at what is out here for cell phones. And can I just say, OMG, why are cell phones so doggone expensive? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I'm, I'm frustrated right, right now with my MacBook, and I probably get 30 minutes of battery time, and then it's dead. What? So I'm actually looking at new MacBooks, right? And uh, it's funny that you mentioned cell phones because my MacBook, I think I paid 1500 bucks for this thing in like 2018. So it's a few years old, you know? Right. But... I just bought a cell phone a few years ago too, and it was twelve hundred dollars. And I don't think a thing about a cell phone at twelve hundred bucks. I'm like, I need that, I want that. But my MacBook, I'm like, oh, so I don't really want to spend that much money. <laughs> so I get what you're saying. That's crazy. Oh my god. So yeah, I'm I'm looking at cell phones, and I'm trying to, you know, a I got to pay off the other cell phone because I ain't off the contract yet, right? So I gotta I gotta throw a couple hundos at that, and then. I need a new phone, and so I'm going to have to invest in a couple of years of obligations to do that. And I'm looking at what the base costs in there. Now, that being said, you know, I'm a tech dude. I'm a little tech savvy. I, I, I like my toys. I like, a you know, just because I don't use a phone uh, hardcore doesn't mean I don't want a hardcore phone, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I get to looking at them, and when I start looking at, you, do you know that they've upped that, that phones have gone up so much that they no longer you can you can they have thirty month contracts on phones it used to be twenty four two years two years I could work with but because they don't went up so much to make it affordable they trick you with the thirty month contract so two years and a half uh, we all know that once you cross the two year marker with a cell phone nowadays you don't know the tech tech can start acting funky on you. Oh yeah, I mean this is day old conversation about iPhones, and I'm 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 an iPhone guy, diehard, right? Like I actually picked up an Android last time I was looking at a phone, and it scared me. I mean, I was like, don't don't do it. I got nothing against Android, but I couldn't do it. But I know that the battery starts dying after two years. So if you got six months to pay yet, and you're thinking I, I can't even keep this thing charged, that's frustrating too. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So. Here's what I'm saying. Those cell phones sitting at the 12, 13, 14, and up, good Lord. Yeah. Needless to say, I'm not buying one of those. I agree. Yeah. And so, and so iPhone, uh, new, here's what I'm going to say, brand new iPhone, you are not in the running. I'm going to have to go back an iPhone or two. Like I'm going to have to get down with like an, an iPhone XLR or, or an, an iPhone 11 or something like that because uh, the rest of them is doing way too much. I'm going to be honest. I don't – I do iPads, but for my phone, I don't typically do Apple. I buy – I definitely go Android. I like Google phones. I like Pixel in particular. And so uh, me and Pixel, we're going to have to work it out. You know, it's interesting that you went there because I was just thinking, I know that you're not an iPhone guy. Nope. But it sounds like you're thinking about an iPhone. It was something my wife threw at me because uh, 
my daughter and my wife both are iPhone people. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The iPhone has been good to them. But I don't like the idea of wrapping up my whole technology uh, hemisphere, atmosphere, whatever, whatever fear, <laughs> into just one brand, right? So I would like the idea of keeping my iPads Apple and keeping my cell phone in the Android uh, um, tech fear. How about that? That's a good term, right? Oh, that makes sense. The only fear I had was like touching an Android scared me. (laughs) 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 Bruh. (laughs) All right. So that is my going, what's going on in the world with. All right. You ready? We're going to jump into segment two, which is word um, phrase association. So uh, this is where you have an opportunity. I'm going to throw a word at you and you just tell me what comes to your mind when I say this word. All right. I got it. All right. So food. You know what? First thing that comes to mind is uh, it's the jalapeno popper bacon burger at Ruby Owl. What? Oh, dude. Amazing. Amazing. Like there's no other burger like it. It's so good. I can't say that I've ever had that, but I will say this. I, I, um, I've been to Ruby Owl recently, um, and they have these chick, I think it's called the Kentucky spicy chicken roll. That thing. Amazing. Amazing. Bruh. Um, yeah, I can't stress that enough. It was one of the, I've not had anything like it. And uh, let me just give a huge shout out to Ruby Isle, uh, whatever you got going on over there and your special special hot sauce. I'm all about that life. Oh, man. I mean, we don't have to stick on Ruby Owl forever, but I'm going to tell you, like, those avocado fries, those are good, but that sauce that comes with that, amazing, too. I don't know what they're cooking up in that kitchen, but, dude, I can just go hang out there for a few hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Ruby Owl, y'all doing the thing. Hey, and if you out there listening, you go on and shoot me a sponsorship here on the Kosh because we got love for you at, at Ruby Owl. Major love. Major love. All right. Okay. Uh, next word, uh, cocktail beer. You know, I'm a I'm a beer guy all day long, and uh, that's a problem, right? Because that makes my belly a little bigger than it should be. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love it. You know, there's there's so many different kinds of beer. They're they're brewing different kinds of things. You know, like uh, here's a, here maybe maybe it's another shout out, but it's right about the time right now where Fifth Ward is going to start brewing up their haze it or love it, and dude, it's like drinking drinking summer. In a can, it's just or, well, it's in a glass, but it's it's amazing. So, what's it called again? It's called Haze It or Love It. Haze yeah. It or Love It. Okay, what? Give me the undertones. What's that flavor? Because I'm I'm not a beer guy. You know, I am definitely I'm a I'm a Grey Goose seltzer guy. Or that's only when I go out. But if I'm drinking at the crib, I go cheap. So then it's uh, Burnett's. Uh, I'm not gonna fake like I'm I'm bougie like that. Hey, I heard Burnett's is pretty darn good. Oh, uh, Burnett's is excellent uh, for all y'all out there in uh, the Kosh land. Uh, if you would like a nice, affordable, uh, high-quality vodka, uh, check out Burnett's. Yeah, so let's let's chat about this Hazit quick. So the, the flavor profile, very easily, it's an IPA, and this is going to mess with people, right? Because IPA is like black coffee. You know what I mean? Like, you got to, like learn your way into it <laughs> you okay. know what i mean um but it's ipa at a lighter level i think and then to me it almost has like this grapefruity summer i don't know man it's so good it's so it's perfect for summer all right okay i, I you know i haven't been to fifth ward yet um I, I i'd like to go you know every time i drive past that joint there it seems packed, so they got they got a nice little following going on over there. Hey, and that's some UWO love, right? Those two guys went to UWO. So oh, they're Titans. Oh, I didn't yeah. know they were Titans. Yep. Oh, then you know <laughs> they. You gotta love, you gotta love it when Titans are out here being entrepreneurs and being successful. Yep, I agree. Okay. Um, Netflix. Netflix. You know, I have Netflix, and it's funny because uh, just this morning we were watching some shows, and um, my son is like, wow, we got a lot of options. Netflix, Hulu, Spectrum, Peacock. 
I, I don't even I don't even know what's out there you're, anymore. You're spending too much money streaming too many things, man. You can <laughs> I mean, how much watching, how much TV watching? You ain't even got time. I don't got time for TV. Listen, yeah. man, I got three kids. They got oh. time for TV. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Okay, but here's the thing. Netflix had what's that show? Um the Curse of Oak Island. And, and I, I don't know. I started at like season four and I got hooked, right? And I've heard people say like they never find anything. Well, I, you know, I don't know. They're find some stuff. And then it ended at like season six or seven on Netflix. So I had to go figure out where can I watch this. So then I caught some on Peacock. And then I ran out on Peacock. So then I found out it was on Spectrum. So, you know, now it's like you're following a show. And this is where they get you like all over the place. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to drop some of those uh, subscriptions, man. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm sitting here saying that, but I'm not going to lie. I, I basically got all the subscriptions you just said <laughs> minus uh, Peacock. I And my and my daughter has been trying to talk me into thinking about Peacock because apparently that's, that's a pretty good stream. Yeah, I don't pay for Peacock. So I, I think there's like a premium on there that you can get. We don't have that. We just have kind of that free package. The free Peacock. Yeah. All right. I got it. Okay. Um, Amazon. Dude, Amazon owns me. And I'm not going to lie. Like, this is stressful, right? Bruh. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't even know when Amazon takes that money out of my uh, account for whatever the Amazon Prime. It just happens. And I think I've been an Amazon Prime member for 15 years. All right. And then it's hooked up to my device. So every time it, like, I swear to God, every day, it says, hey, your package is on the way. And I'm like, I didn't order anything. Oh, <laughs> I know. I look, I know that feeling. Here's the, here's what happens to me. So I we get that alert. And then the first thing my wife does is like, what's your order now? Right. Because she's kind of touchy due to the fact that she loads uh, packages for UPS. And therefore, that's a package she probably has to load. So she ain't, you know, she takes that kind of personal. But uh, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) 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 But nonetheless, we keep getting them. And then every time we every time I go to peek at it, you know who it is? It's the daughter. Like, Like she she is the she is Amazon bonkers. You know, I will tell you, um, we signed up as a family for Amazon Music or something like that. It's like a streaming music. And uh, that was kind of neat because uh, we got music for real cheap. And um, it's unlimited. So it's almost like, you know, people who pay for that satellite radio in their vehicle. Well, this is Amazon Music streaming unlimited. And I think with a family plan, we each paid, I, I want to say it's like, if, I don't know, 30 or 50 bucks for the whole year. And then it's like you search any music any song and you can get it doesn't right. there's no restrictions so go amazon for that because that's that's like that's amazing no i agree with that i i do spotify spotify okay. is nice like I, but i totally know what you mean like that is so amazing uh i haven't quite found i haven't quite found the confidence to get rid of all my cds and things but it is so nice to be able to if i think of a song off the top of my head I just go to Spotify and boom, there it is. And then I can start rocking that. That's, that's slick. I mean, it's way better than I'm trying to think back when I was in college, what that website was where you have to go on there and like download music, but it wasn't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was legal. I can't remember the name of that. Oh, 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 uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know you used it. Yeah. Napster. Napster. Yeah. This is like the re- yeah. the real Napster. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. I was too young to know that it wasn't legal. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're we're good. Like this is past the the time, Bruh. right? <laughs> Look, if they're gonna come find me for Napster, they better come find everybody else oh, too. Heck yeah, man! You know, that's agree. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. All right, next word: respect. Dude, I love this word. I I, I think this is interesting right now. And if we look at um, 2020 and coming into 2021, I think this is kind of where we need to kind of pause for a second and just think about this word and think about what it means. And, you know, as I as you say this word and it's kind of like word association, I think immediately right to the roadway. And um, it's interesting for me because I feel like I'm more critical in my personal vehicle than if I were driving a squad car, which is crazy to think about, right? But um, it's just as I watch and observe people driving down the road, I almost see them 
like let's say somebody's driving in the left lane and they got to get to the right lane. What do they do? What do you see them do? What if, if they're driving? They got to get over. You got to get over. You're in the left lane. Somebody's. Okay. I'm, I'm the person right next to you. What do you right. do? What do, What do you see people doing? They uh, speed up, right? They yeah. speed up. Oh yeah, they they speed. You're right. I was thinking. Here's the thing. I was thinking. What do I do? And what I try to do is I try to look over and give you the the look. Like, hey, bro, I gotta. I got to slide over. So so what are you looking for? You're looking for the respect, right? Yeah. You're looking for the respect. And I, I think we're losing that a little bit. And I don't know if it's just because we're all like stressed out with this coronavirus thing or what, but I'd love to see some retraction on it where we all give people a little bit more respect. And I just think, you know, like, I, I think this is my own personal experience where I was driving down the road. I was trying to get somewhere pretty quick and um, somebody had to get over and I was like, no. This is my lane right now. Like, I'm not giving you my lane. And then I, I thought to myself, no, give this person some respect. You know what I mean? Like, back off and allow them in and be respectful. And um, it's an intriguing concept. And it's funny how traffic really got me to think about normal life. Because I think I, I lost that a little bit for people. Like, I you know, somebody wants to cross the street and I'm looking for, are they in the crosswalk? Should I give them the road? You know what? Yeah, slow down for a second and give somebody else some flexibility. And, and play that in a lot of different roles in your life. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. think respect is an interesting word that would really help us all out a little bit. I like that. Um, I'm not going to I like how you connected it with driving because there's some aggressive drivers out there. I don't get down like that. I like I'm a leisurely driver. Actually, if most people, the people that really know me. Uh, they know I don't even like to drive. It, look, if you if you rolling with timber, you better know that I'm going to be in the passenger seat. That's just <laughs> how that works. <laughs> Let me tell you, I drive so little that my wife drives everywhere when we're together. And I didn't drive for so long that uh, I'll just say that... Uh, there, there was an in-law or two who never saw me drive in like maybe our first uh, five years of marriage. And they finally asked her, why doesn't Timber learn how to drive and get a license? <laughs> and she was like, he's got a license. He just hates driving. <laughs> and That's kind of beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. Look, I, I rather think like some people enjoy the power of driving and, and, and the control of it, not me. I'm perfectly good being a passenger. And guess what? I'm a good passenger because I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not no side seat next to you driver where I'm trying to tell you what to do. I'm barely paying attention to what you're doing because I'm thinking about other things. Uh, that's awesome. I, I think um, driving is an interesting conversation and I'm, I'm probably 100% the opposite. Like I got to be in control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling you on that. All right. That's cool. Okay. One last word, and we, we're, we're done with word association. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Cornhole. Well, that's an interesting word. I don't know who would put that on this this uh, podcast that we're talking about. But, uh, uh, your friend. <laughs> well, the first thing that comes to mind is probably Cranky Pat's. Uh, maybe, you know, six years ago, you yeah. and I sitting at the bar. <laughs> oh. Wait, first of all, shout out to Cranky Pats, RIP. We miss you. We miss the people, um, the Cranky Pats crew, uh, all those that work there throughout the years, and all our friends on the opposite side of the libations uh, <laughs> bar. Oh, so um, many. So, so many good people. So many good people. Uh, I miss you. We miss you. Yeah. We miss Cranky Pats. Yeah, it was it was a good time, you know. And in cornhole, so this is this is funny because you know Timber and I are sitting at the Cranky Pats one night, and uh, I, I don't even remember what it was. I think I had Googled or somebody sent me this picture of this cornhole boards or whatever. I'm like, dude, I think I can make a set of these things. You know what I mean? And uh, so I did. I went out and bought some material and um, threw some together. And Timber's like, I can use a set of those. So I made him a set of boards. And then I uh, posted them on social media, and uh, it just kind of flew off from there. And so I actually own a business. Uh, I own Cornhole by Tarman. And uh, what, what is I don't even know what today is. Like the middle of May, right? And uh, Or no, middle of March. I'm a couple months ahead. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> I, I'm almost six years into it. Well, five years. I'm five years into it and 600 sets of Cornhole later. That's bonkers. 
I mean, the fact that even to think that that conversation we had, and I remember that conversation, it's been five years going on six years from that. And and it was a funny conversation. And actually, I think what might have happened was you saw a set and I was like, man, I need some cornhole boards. And you said, I can make those. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly how it went down. And let me tell you. The one thing about Chris Tarman, he is a man of his word. Not sure enough, got a set of boards, and they they were amazing. Yeah, I think you're still using those, and uh, you know it's it's been fun, and, it, and it's it's interesting too because uh, if we think about law enforcement, that's kind of crazy and stressful, and then uh, this cornhole thing is very artsy, and uh, it's not well, it used to not be stressful, but now I got so many orders, it is a little bit of stress, but you know it kind of fulfills a balance in my life a little bit of creativity on one side and a little bit of something else on the other side even though I think they both have to be creative but it's a neat uh, it's a neat balance so yeah I think it's an opportunity I think you know when if I was working in your profession right because that's a that's a, a profession that has to consume every ounce of your being right I don't think you get an opportunity to turn officer off. No, you, do, you, you don't get to turn that off. Yeah. That's, that's my assumption. No, you're, you're a hundred percent correct. I mean, I think, um, you know, it's, I always, I mean, I'm, I'm a leader in law enforcement. And so, you know, when I'm talking to people who work in the field, you almost have to help them understand that this isn't a job. It's not even a career. It's a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like you you make specific lifestyle changes and it's a constant sacrifice if you're doing it the right way. Right. Cause you're never off. No. Right. You're never off. I, I, I can't picture that. I mean, I'm sure there's those times you're in the comfort of your home with your children and your wife and things of that sort and you get to have it. But all it takes is one phone call. Yeah, you, you, sure, phone call or somebody calling to ask you about something where you got to come in or, you know, and um, but even worse than that, if you're out doing stuff, you're, you can't shut it off. You can't shut off who you are, what you're thinking about, what you've experienced, what you're seeing, what's coming at you. You know, you're always in this like, oh, my gosh, who's who's doing what? How do I, you know, you're like, you're full, like, I can think of many times where I'm sitting in the restaurant and I'm having, like, we've had lunch, right? Yes. And eye contact is important when you're having a conversation with somebody. And if you don't know who I am as a person, you're kind of like, is that guy listening to me when we're talking? You know what I mean? Because my head is everywhere all the time. I'm always looking around and it's just because you can't shut that piece off, you know? Right. And, 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 and this is how you know we're good friends because anytime that me and Chris go anywhere. What's uh, the one thing I know to do is I always allow him to face the door. Now I'm that guy. If I'm with anybody else, I want to be able to see the door, but because I know that there's no way in the world that his back can be towards the door. I don't even think twice about it. I just scoot around, make sure he has eye contact to be able to see the, the entryways and the exits and, uh, and because I already know that's where his mind is and it's what's going to make make it comfortable. Oh, I appreciate that a ton. And I think you, you nailed it. It takes takes some effort to pull yourself out of that mindset. So. Oh, all right. Cool. We went all over the place with cornhole. Yeah, that's weird. That took us in, in some weird realms, you know, but, but before we exit cornhole, what's with cornhole on ESPN? Is that like a is that weird to you or is that normal? I, look. As somebody who plays the sport, not at a high level, but I do play the sport and I enjoy the sport. I enjoy everything about it uh, for the most part. Um, I know because here's the thing. When you actually watch those people play, they ain't playing. They're professionals. Like the stuff that they shoot in and if they miss something, they knock the other bag in to get all the points. I mean, like I could see if it felt amateurish but there is nothing amateurish about it. It's like watching, like there's certain things I watch that I think to myself, the the hand-eye coordination that goes along with that is just plain astounding, right? And so that would be pool um, to learn, to know those angles. That would be darts. Darts blows my mind because you're shooting at a very small target from so many feet away. 
to get triples and doubles and and, oh, yeah. and and then you're doing math in your head and all that. And then cornhole, cornhole is not an easy sport. No, I agree. I think it takes great precision and you're thinking about speed, bounce. Uh, is it going to slide? Is it going to stick? Am I going to hit that bag? Is that bag going to hit this bag in? It's kind of crazy to think about it, but I just was curious what your thoughts were about it. So it's, that's cool. Uh, my main thought when I'm playing it is that I don't want to waste my drink while I'm throwing this bag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that that's very important because that's the balance. You it know is the I mean? balance. <laughs> Yeah, I've learned that I can't not play it with a drink in my hand. Like it, it there's, it feels funky. So oh, you yeah. know, if I'm gonna have a bag in this hand and I'm aiming, there must be libations in the other hand to make it right. Yeah, if I'm giving away a secret, if I know I'm playing somebody who's really good, I might not play with a drink in my left hand because then I got an excuse. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's good, bro. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Okay. Uh, next segment is the naughty slash heroes corner. Uh, do you got somebody or something or organization you want to nominate to either one? You know, I, I think as I think about heroes corner and I think about Oshkosh, I, I think the first name that comes to my mind is John Damel. And, uh, Dude, that guy is amazing. I, I don't I don't know, like every other day or every day or every few hours, that guy is doing something amazing for this community. And uh, I think he just deserves a hero shout out, man. And so I, I just, I guess I'd nominate him. That's not the first time his name has come up. Actually, his name has come up in, in a couple episodes now. So he, he's doing the things. Um you know, I think he's running for like uh, Winnebago County. Yeah, he's running. Board. He's running for county board. I think so. And and you know what a what a guy he he sacrifices a lot. He has a platform that he's using in the right the right mechanism, and um, he just seems super authentic and, and he's got a big heart. And and you know that takes a lot to to get there. So yeah, I I think that it, what I admire about him. Besides the fact that he loves comic books and, and, and comic book characters like myself, because, you know, that, that's a thing. He's, he's, a, he's a fellow geek. He's so <laughs> But um, I just like people who walk the walk as yeah. well um, as talk the talk. And I'm not saying that he talks the talk because I can't, I can't put that on him. But he, he doesn't just wish for better or complain he actually puts things in action for substantive change and that's that's huge night there's not there's a lot of there's a lot of uh we got a term that we utilize around my office called the wish fairies there's a lot of wish fairies right there's a lot of people that say they're going to do this or they 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 say they want this to happen but but there's uh they don't put they don't put their money where their mouth is or they don't do anything to actually move that concept forward and uh, he ain't that he's a man of action. I think that's a very well described depiction of who he is and that's really an important piece. You you can talk a lot of things right, but if you ain't getting anything done, it's not helping anybody. So yeah, all right. So hey, I'm gonna send this uh, shout out to John. Uh, Damo, uh, if you out there listening to the cash, we'd love to have you as a guest. Uh, would love, love, love to have you as a guest, especially since uh, you keep coming up in the hero's corner. So that's awesome. All right. Okay. Uh, we're on to the topic of the week. And um, topic of the week is chosen by our guest. So uh, the topic of the week that we came up with was policing and public safety during the pandemic, right? Because um, I think all of our, as all of us who, who are working out there, um, uh, whether you're a frontline worker or not, or whatever you're doing professionally, right? This whole situation for the past year affected the way you work. Some kind of way. I don't care how big or small that effect was. Some people had total overhauls. Some people might have had tweaks, right? Some people might not have had nothing, which is a bad sign. But, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. <Bruh>. So, uh, <laughs> but what, what uh, it affected us all, but 
policing is such a public facing job. And I think anything that you were doing, um, much like teaching, um, where you were, you had to deal with the public while the pandemic occurred, right? I'm just fascinated with what were people, what was happening, um, what was going through your, what was going through uh, other law enforcement officers' heads? What were your concerns? Um, just everything about it over the past year. I mean, please share. Yeah, this is a huge topic. I mean, we could probably talk about this for a couple hours, but I don't think we got that much time. But uh, you know, it did it. It changed a lot. And and listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I'm in a traditional law enforcement capacity working at a university. But we'll, you know, I'll, let's talk about both of those. So the university was interesting, right? Because we sent our whole community out, right? Like, go right. home. We want you to be safe. We're we're shutting down classes right now. And um, it pretty much changed our entire operational style at the police department on campus, right? Which was instead of really worrying about the safety of our community in the campus environment, it was now we got to think about what's the safety and capacities of our infrastructure, right? We got to protect an asset that exists in a physical form on a campus. Um, and then even further than that, I mean, I, you know. This is probably another shout out to my chief, Kurt Leibold. I mean, he was put in charge of the recovery plan for bringing this campus back together. And uh, amazing. You know, he did an amazing job kind of trying to pull the right people into room and keep them focused on the real, how do we bring people back? How do we pull this off? How do we manage those things? And I just think he did an awesome job with that, you know, so. Shout out to the chief. Chief did. Chief did the things. Yeah. So if we, if we think about traditional policing, you know, very different. And I think um, you you can't go work from your couch. You can't go work from home in law enforcement. You know what I mean? You got to stay on the job. And not only that, it's just, it's very similar to doctor, nurse, uh, working in an environment where you then bring that back into your house. You know, like what, what did you experience during your shift? When you come back, what kind of a risk are you presenting to your family? So I would say some people didn't even want to go home. They don't want to bring that risk back home. So they're looking for that middle where do I stay, which creates some more disconnection, you know. And then for a lot of law enforcement, you almost everybody in law enforcement has some sort of balance, right? And I would say a percentage of law enforcement works out. Like that's their, a large percentage is like, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work out, I'm going to get my mind straight. But those were closed, you know what I mean? So That's true. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. So I think, I guess my my worry, my fear, the things that transpired during the pandemic for law enforcement was that we had a, a larger ask and we didn't have as much mental health support during that thing. Like it just, it was, you know, and the whole, the whole country experienced that. But I think right. at a different level for law enforcement, they were trying to figure out how do we stay healthy? How do we keep our families safe? You know, because at the end of the day, Law enforcement officers are still human beings. Uh, they're just wearing a uniform, and um, they obviously have a lot of responsibility. But uh, they got a family, and they're thinking about that. So, yeah, I, I did it. Okay, so you know, I work, I work closely with veterans, um, and the mental health side of that, the isolation that occurred. Um, because we had to separate and you weren't, you couldn't go do the routine things that you normally did or the, the VFW meeting might not be happening anymore or that, that, that County veterans board meeting was, has been canceled. And, and so the connections that you tended to have just weren't there or you couldn't, you just couldn't connect with individuals like you typically did that. And those might've been the things that kept you, um, mentally healthy, right? Those those contacts, those associations, those things that remind you um, who you are and, and, and just people supporting you, people you feel love or care about you. Um, did those kinds of isolation things also happen with, with law enforcement? Because I'm assuming you couldn't, like I'm sure, I, I, I get the feeling because I, I always feel like military and paramilitary have a lot of similarities, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so... Officers, I assume, um, lean on each other like military lean on each other. Yeah, you're, you know? you're accurate about that. Yep. So, and then this put situations where 
I'm sure there was some connection. However, however that connection is, uh, bowling or or going out for, I don't know, fish fries or uh, I don't know, but whatever whatever it is, it seems like that was taken away, and it seems like the same things I was seeing happen with our vets would be similar things that happen with law enforcement. How did, and how did they maneuver? How was that addressed? Was it addressed? Is that still going on? Is there, is there ways we can support? Um, yeah. You know, that's a heavy conversation. I don't know if I know the answers to a lot of those questions, but I think, um, just thinking about some of those things, it, it did give time for people to figure out how to do some of those things. You know, I think I think on both sides of those conversations, right? So we lost some human connection during yes. the pandemic. But on the flip side of that, we did things that we never would have done had we not experienced that, right? So talk about the virtual experience, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I think there's new ways to connect that. You know, what if what if you were never comfortable having a conversation face to face with somebody, but now that the pandemic was was in place, right? And you had to shift to like a virtual environment. Do you feel more comfortable in that? Do you feel more comfortable picking up a, a phone and talking to somebody? Do you feel more comfortable texting somebody? Do you feel more comfortable getting on like a Microsoft Teams and then just don't turn your camera on, but you're having a conversation or you even do turn your camera on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think there was separation, but then there was some also some new connection. And I think that's, that's a huge win. And I always try to find like, what's, what's the win or what's the positive out of the situation. So it opened new doors to possibilities. You know what my win it was out of that. I love virtual meetings because I can sit in a hoodie and some sweatpants <laughs> and not get judged. That look, that's the one thing about a virtual, uh, when you virtually show up at a meeting, uh, it is the expectation that I feel is not, you do not have to be, um, at, professional casual dress they understand you are sitting on your couch indian style with your laptop in your in your lap <laughs> yeah well let's talk let's talk about the joke right where you don't have to wear pants to work right so um i, I had to do a, a late meeting and, and you know i have a busy life i own a, a business making cornhole boards i i do full-time law enforcement i got three kids and so there was a day where i left work and i went home and then I had to come back later. I don't remember what it was, but uh, I had to be on a, a meeting. And I had to actually look like I was in my uniform and all that stuff. So I wore shorts, and I put my uniform shirt on with all my stuff. And then uh, somebody in dispatch actually took a picture of me. I had shorts on and my uniform <laughs> shirt. But if you saw me on the camera, I looked like I was wearing my uniform. <laughs> hey, exactly. Look, I, I understand that. I've done a few of those myself. I throw on the shirt and the bow tie, but I got sweatpants on, <laughs> you know, most definitely. I'm, I'm, and, and you know what? There's happiness in that. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, and not, not even just in the moment of knowing you can do it, but just, just watching the faces of your coworkers as you're kind of chilling and they know the real, but, <laughs> but they see what's going on as it's kind of brilliant. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm definitely no doubt about that. Okay. Anything else uh, you'd like to put out about uh, policing and public safety safety during the pandemic? You know, another win is that uh, if you really, and, and we're going to see this probably starting to come up, and one of the other hats I wear is that I teach uh, police officers all over the country how to respond to active threat situations, and um, I'm interested to see the stats, but I think it's going to be a good year, you know, for us. I mean, that's been a just like substance use, that's gone up. But active threats was was a big deal. You know, it's something that uh, we have to deal with in law enforcement. And those numbers, I think, are going to be really good for us. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a, a good thing out of the pandemic. And I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to find all the good things. But, you know, these are just things that hit my mind every once in a while when I put a lot of effort into stuff and I see a positive change, it excites me. So That's true. I mean, at a, hey, look. That, that had to have gone down because there just wasn't people gathering in places like that and there wasn't the possibility and things weren't open. So, I mean, it, it yeah, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. You know, so I think, yeah, and, and just, I'm going to keep talking about this topic. I, I think we could talk about this for two hours. But the other thing I saw was that uh, community members, they really showed their value. 
You know what I mean? They showed their value to the people who stuck out their necks to stay on the job and support them, and that was awesome. So shout out to community. Shout out to the Oshkosh community. Uh, they already know they're wonderful, but I, I, every week I like to make sure that we let them know um, Oshkosh is a, an amazing place to live. Yeah, you know, and I can't, I can't, Rodney, Rodney's Cafe. Oh, oh my gosh, man, that guy is amazing. You know, he was delivering meals, he was dropping in, he was cooking burgers. I mean, that guy, I, he, you know, he's like, if I go back up to the heroes thing, man, him and John Damo, like those two guys together, they, they make a huge impact in this community. Look, uh, look, Rodney's a bad man. Look, I don't know about you if you've ever sat down in Rodney's, me, me and the wife have sat down eating some Rodney's meals. My man, he, he, handles his business and i just love his approach um in it because he's the feeling is he's basically this is my and this is my opinion or my observation and opinion he's basically running a non-profit restaurant right yeah because he's it it doesn't feel like he's in it for the money he's in it to serve the community He's, I've seen him do fundraising things. I've seen him serve free meals. I mean, that's just amazing um, in the big picture of things. And, and somehow, even though he takes a lot of time doing this, his doors remain open. And that's a shout-out to our community, too, because I know that there's many organizations out there um, who have supported Rodney's, which he's supporting the community. So, I mean, that's that's hot. Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, every time I've seen, you know, I've never actually met Rodney. So, Rodney, if you ever want to chat, I'm in. But, uh, you know, I've seen him a ton, like, shared on social media and the videos and then the pictures. And does that guy, does he frown at all or is he just always smiling? No, he's always (laughs) smiling. Look, I've met him him a couple times. um, And he is from, from... from all my encounters with him, he is exactly who you think he would be. Awesome. Yeah, shout out to Rodney and Rodney's Cafe because that guy, he's another hero for the community. So, And he can cook. That food is nice. So <laughs> let me tell you something. If things ever get back to normal and Rodney just gets back to business business, uh, his breakfast is off the charts. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good deal. And Rodney, if you ever out there listening, I'd love to have you also on the cash. Um, once again, he's been mentioned a couple of times. So, I mean, the, the, the impact. Impact. And you know what's even more important is, is that um, I love the fact that people aren't overlooking those impacts, that that our community is cares enough that we're actually watching we're keeping up with the people who are making a difference and we're celebrating them because, you know, often uh, it's easy to, to complain about the bad and bring up the bad and, and point that out. But consistently um, I've had great guests who've brought up the good and that's, that says a lot. Well, and I think it says a lot about who you are, Timber. And I think that that's, um, it's the authenticity, but you're you nailing it, right? This community is so good at working with each other to accomplish the right things. So, and calling out the good is part of that. Yes, it is. All right. So, this is uh we're we're getting ready to start wrapping things up. I would like to say uh, I thank all of the Kosh listeners out there for tuning in. Um, once again, if you have any questions, if you'd like to be a guest, if you've got an opinion, if you'd like to agree, disagree, tell me if we're doing a good job or a poor job, whatever you want to share. I'm here to listen. Um, please send all of that to askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. This is a particularly special part of the show that I love. I love the shout out. The shout out is where it's at, right? Who doesn't like getting a shout out? Well, shout outs are amazing, right? Yeah, everybody loves this. You, you, you look, everybody loves to get a shout out. So I'm going to uh, turn this over to you. Who, are, who Who's your shout outs? You know, I think uh, I've done a couple shout outs in this uh, conversation already. But I think, you know, before we leave this conversation, I just want to shout out to this app that uh, 
I spent some time on over the summer. The other thing about the pandemic was it gave a little bit of time to refocus. And we talked about law enforcement wellness. So I was in the command college, Wisconsin Command College, and you have to do a personal project. So I chose to do what's called, uh, well, I mean, I created an app is basically what it is, but I called it Wiley Guardians. Spell that. It's W-I-L-E and then uh, Guardians. Is that like in, can you find that in like the Apple Store or the, the Android Store? Yep, it's in Google Play and App Store, and uh, really Wiley is just Wisconsin law enforcement. But uh, this app is is built as, I'll, I'll just call it a bridge, right? Uh, there's tons of resources out there, but the goal of this app, and it wasn't just me, is uh, there's a couple team members who helped me pull this thing off. So shout out to Sarah Phelan from Wisconsin GOJ, and then another shout out to Todd Thomas from Appleton PD. He's the chief there. Uh, those two very integral in pulling this thing off, and, and probably the last shout out for the app is uh, Zach Taft. He's the owner of Star Protection and Patrol. And Zach, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I got love for Zach. Zach's a good, he's a good dude. Yeah, he he donated a lot of money to to make this thing happen because the app isn't free, but it is free for law enforcement because of Zach and because Todd Thomas and Sarah Phelan took some money out of an organization that made it real. Um, but the app is really it's meant to connect our law enforcement community to wellness resources, right? So. Uh, there's a lot of partners in the app. Uh, there's a lot of different resources for them in there. 24-7, they can be connected to a resource for peer support, chaplains, proactive wellness topics, uh, just different things that are going to help them stay healthy. And so uh, it's just kind of a neat thing out of the pandemic that kind of came to fruition because of some really good people. So uh, if you're Wisconsin law enforcement and you you need this app, you need to get on it because it's, it's really good. And it's, you know, I talked about wellness, and this is funny because this is a cop thing. No, but no cop needs wellness. You know what I mean? Like this is the thought process we have. So, um, so I know that uh, I know this well, right? Cause if you're a cop out there and you're listening to this thing, you don't download the app cause you're like, I'm good, man. I'm all good. I don't need your wellness. Right. <laughs> but I know you need on duty tools. So we got a whole section in there. It's built with stuff that you can use when you're on duty. So use that stuff. And then maybe you'll stumble into my wellness resources. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go ahead and call those cops out there who's thinking that. That is exactly the same mindset of a lot of veterans. And our veterans have gotten, uh, they have started acknowledging the fact that, no, that, that mental health piece is way too important. You got to take care of your things because it, it, it affects you. It affects the people that love you and the people that want to celebrate you, which is the nation and, and our community. So we, we need y'all healthy. Uh you officers, we need you healthy too. So, you know, make sure you, you are um, taking care of yourself and utilizing the, the resources that are available. Can't stress that enough. I, let me give some shout outs here. You know, I like to always shout out the people because, um, you know, we very much are a, uh, a work in progress. So I love hearing from people who have been um, tuning into an episode or two or listening to all the episodes and just sharing things. So big shout out to Nicole. That's an old cranky Pat's uh, regular. So uh, shout out to Nicole. Appreciate you out there uh, to Bethany. Uh, yep. You know who you are. Appreciate you too. Um, to my sister, Tiffany, cause my sister, she's, she, uh, she, every week she takes a little time and shares a little something with me, and that means a lot, even though you know she's my sister, and that's like like that's supposed to be obligations, right? <laughs> but uh nonetheless, just the fact that she does take time because uh she she is a new mom and she she's got her hands full of my my beautiful niece Zuri. So uh, you know, I understand, but uh just the facts. So I appreciate all y'all when y'all um highlight me, know that I listen to everything you tell me, and uh we're trying to grow and and make this something uh positive for the greater good of the community and and just i don't know the citizens of the u.s yeah heck yeah that's awesome i think you're doing a great job with it so hey i'm trying so this is where we uh come into the parting words of wisdom uh chris what you what you got over there what are you, you going to share with the with the, the cash listeners well i guess parting words of wisdom from a guy who's got a lot of stuff going on in his life is just to slow down. Facts. <laughs> slow down. Take a minute. Uh, and, you know, if you're stressed out about something or somebody's stressing you out, 
give them a little flexibility, right? Because you don't know what they did 10 minutes ago. You don't know what they experienced before that moment or even what they've been dealing with for the last six months or a year or something like that. And I think we forgot about that. You know what I mean? And, and, and this is a personal reflection for me is that I've, I've, I've been stressed out. You know what I mean? I've been stressed out. And I think um, in those moments, it's just, just self-reflect on that and go, listen, these people are dealing with things either worse than me or the same as me, and they need a little space. They need some understanding that they're okay to be in that moment of whatever they caused you frustration about. So just slow down, give them a little respect, and uh, and we'll be in good place. So I like to sum that up as it is okay not to be okay, but give each other enough latitude that when someone isn't okay. Because we really don't know. There's been a lot of people lost in this pandemic, and we just don't know. There's been all sorts of people who lost very important people in their lives. Um, I mean, they may have maybe even lost their job. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a there's lot going lot, on. A lot of people lost, definitely people lost income. Uh, or there's people who may still have their job, but that job ain't ain't doing what it used to do. Or maybe it ain't even the same job anymore because it's just changed because of the situation. So I do think right now it is important for us to uh, take care of each other, lean on each other, be good to each other and be open to listening to each other. Can't stress that enough. Wise words. All right. So we are out of here on the cash. Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. The cash.